0: Welcome to Bring It In. Hosted by Matthew Carsonson and brought to you by General Effects Media. I can hear you, David. How are you doing? Good. What a night, huh? Absolutely. Oh man. I mean, Madison going from apparently 16 to 15. That or all those spreads down in or down in the in the high teens and then oh, Boston getting second. That's That's big for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, so many, um, so many upsets to talk about tonight. You know, obviously, Boston is the one that everyone's going to look at. Uh, them beating Crown for the first time this season. Um, I Mm -hmm. did, I, I do believe they beat them maybe 2018, 2019, once or twice. Um, so not, uh, You know, hasn't been too long since uh, Boston's come in front of Crown, but um, yeah, just a huge upset. And obviously, I mean, Boston, wow, like, what's their highest position ever in core history, fourth or fifth?
0: So I mean, Um, that was what, 2000, 2002, maybe once since the big Genos and everyone else switch.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, um, obviously, like, huge night for them in core history. And, and Colts, too. Like, what a what an awesome story for them, uh, potentially getting back into the finals mix. Um, we'll see how they do down the stretch. Really cool uh, to see them get up in there into the finals mix. Um, you know, unfortunate for Crossman. I thought Crossman had a great run tonight. So, kind of interesting to see how that's... Uh, the 11-12-13 mix will shape up for the rest of the season. I think, um, obviously, Blue Knights are still in there for the moment. Crossman, you know, Crossman is only less than three-tenths behind Colt, so there's there's obviously some room there for them to, to jump back in. And um, even Troopers, too, for that matter. Troopers are only 1.2-ish uh, behind Crossman in 14th. So a lot of just interesting groupings um, in the next few weeks here as we... It's crazy to think three weeks from now we'll be in Indy and wrapping up the season already, but um, still a lot of season left for some for some movement to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It looks like there's a. I'm looking at the recap right now, and it looks like there's really a ton of demarcation between that tenth uh, and eleventh. It looks like Fan, Phantom's really pulling away. They're over three points up on Blue Knights.
1: Yeah, and I think um, you know probably. I would say ever since Blue Knights kind of launched Thursdays, you know, they, they started a little bit late from some of the – from the other Midwest cores. Um, but you could kind of see a couple weeks ago, there, there started to be that separation between, um, you know, 6th and 10th, that kind of neighborhood, and then mm-hmm. the 11th to 15th. And that really kind of showed itself tonight. So, you know, props to Phantom, I think um, – Phantom can kind of confidently say at this point that they're locked into the finals, which is awesome given, you know, 2019 was a little bit of a rough year for them, but, yep. um, they've, they've certainly turned things around and, um, you know, I think they definitely have one of the fan favorite shows of the season too, which is really cool. You love seeing, uh, a core like that, which is a ton of history and always been a fan favorite over the years, kind of getting back into that conversation.
0: um, yeah, so, yeah, and I mean, honestly, I got a little hot take right here. I think that if or that Cavies are definitely a very achievable goal for Phantom to surpass by the end of the season. I know it's a little bit over a point right now, but just looking at their shows and the room to grow, oh, I mm-hmm. think they can do it.
1: Yeah, I mean Cavaliers too. I mean that's such an interesting conversation too, just because obviously they were out for a week and a half because of the whole COVID. Ordeal mm-hmm. and you know when they came back, uh, Blue Stars beat them kind of right off the bat. And even looking at their spread, I mean their Cavies are about six tenths behind Mandarins, so you know there's some room there. Um, Mandarins are less than a point behind Blue Stars. Uh, it was interesting to see Cadets um, open the spread up against Blue Stars. I thought yeah um, that would have been a little bit closer. Um, because I do believe maybe last night in Houston, Blue Stars were only two tenths behind Cadets. Um,
0: yeah, that was definitely a little surprising to me.
1: Yeah, but I th- I think uh still that six to ten grouping is, I would say I mean it's been the most competitive grouping of the season. I think I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, obviously there's a lot of conversation up top with you know Boston Crown and Blue Coats, but just so many cores in that mix a bit further down that. Um, you know, that definitely deserves some attention as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, I'm going to bring on Aaron Blackley, who has been fantastic over the course of the season. He's been doing a lot of really great interviews with all sorts of different core members. So he's going to be coming on in just a minute. He was actually there live today, so we can get a great perspective from inside the stadium that I'm looking forward to. But hello, honestly, I'm looking at the... You there, Aaron?
2: Yeah, do you hear me? How do I sound?
0: Can I can hear you.
2: I'm in my car, so sorry if the sound quality isn't very good. I I was just at uh, the Alamo Dome, uh, so I have to drive all the way back to Austin now. Hopefully it shouldn't sound too bad. I, I mean,
0: mean they're, they're 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 real close, right? Texas is a small state.
2: <laughs> it's only like an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... What re- who really stuck out to you in the stadium?
2: Uh, I think uh, like there are a lot of cores that I don't think... Like, Flow Marching doesn't do them justice, and I think the biggest ones are Blue Stars and Mandarins. Uh, with Mandarins, mm-hmm. they're... I don't know, but they their grass sound isn't as, like, full on the Flow Marching stream as the other cores, but they definitely have that down... From what I could tell in person, and then uh, or uh, the other one was uh, yeah, Blue Stars. Um, I honestly thought their show was pretty boring <laughs> when I first saw it. Uh Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing uh that doesn't come across is just the musical nuance. Nuance that Hornline has isn't like anyone else this year. Like. There are better horn lines, obviously, because they're scoring higher, uh, but none of them sound like, um, as symphonic at, at points of blue stars, like during the double tonguing feature. Um, like I could close my eyes and forget I'm in a, <laughs> at a football stadium. They sounded like incredible symphonic, as I said. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's really good to hear that. It's really good to hear a lot of that. Um, what are what are your thoughts on that spread between Cadets and Blue Stars that we were chatting about a little earlier? What or what, what really do you think caused that large of a gap?
2: Uh, I think I think the biggest thing right now is a uh, percussion. Blue Stars have been struggling a bit. I I didn't look at that specific caption for Blue Stars and Cadets, but I imagine that the gap was pretty big, and I, it made sense. It's like Cadets' drum line was on point tonight. Blue Stars, like it has been all season, has been a little shaky, but they're improving. Um, and the other thing I think right now is a guard. I think that gap would get tighter as Blue Stars clean things up because like, what they're doing out there is like it's insane. <laughs> but there, it's There's a lot of drops out there just because of how hard it is. And I think as that cleans up, and it will. Blue Stars always clean up their guard. Um, I think they'll, the gap will tighten, but I, I think right now Cadets are favored for six by the end of the season.
1: Yeah, start. just just looking at recaps, you know, uh, to your point about Blue Stars' guard. Fourth and content. I'm looking at this too right now. Oh fourth yeah. Fourth and content, eighth and achievement. So I mean, there's obviously a wide, wide range there. Obviously, at this point of the season, being fourth in content is really good. It it shows the judges is basically saying that, we see the material you have on the field. You're just not quite up to, to par with it yet. Um. So there's definitely some room for improvement there. And then yeah, to your point with percussion too. Um. Percussion Blue Stars were were ninth with with the sixteen point nine Cadets were sixth with a seventeen point nine so uh, you know a point difference there obviously it, it's not quite a point with how the captions uh, are averaged out and everything but um, that seems to be kind of the biggest the biggest gap right now between the two cores and kind of what led to uh, Cadets beating Blue Stars by over nearly a point and a half
0: yeah and i'm gonna ask you aaron about what your thoughts were on the separation between blue knights and phantom how much do you think phantom really got handicapped by you good
2: hold on i'm i'm it's really choppy i think my connection might be uh, struggling can i leave and rejoin
0: yeah go for it
2: Uh, go for it i'll be right back
0: but yeah, I was gonna point out a little bit of the interesting things while I'm looking at the on the recaps between Phantom and Blue Knights, because I I looking at their percussion specifically. Uh Phantom right now, their content is behind Blue Knights in percussion, but their achievement is well above it. That's just another really big spread between content and achievement there, but in the opposite way of Blue Star's Guard.
1: Yeah, and you know, percussion scores are just always <laughs> Oh, it's kind of a crapshoot because, uh, you know, they Mm -hmm. seem to just very widely differ from what the rest of the cores are scoring. I mean, you see Vanguard, classic Vanguard, who always has a strong percussion section sitting fifth overall right now, but first in percussion, blue devil is third in percussion, which is, uh, kind of crazy in my opinion. I mean, uh, you know, Boston is, is very, very good drumline this year as well, and definitely deserves that second place. But, um, percussion scores are just a tight race right now. And I mean, I I think really could be the difference down the stretch in a lot of these groupings. Um, you know, I would say, uh, at this point, you know, uh, almost a point and a half spread with blue devils. I don't want to completely say that they're going to be the 2022, uh, champions, but you know, it's, it's looking pretty good right now, but um, You know, a couple of these other placement groupings down the stretch, uh, for sure, percussion is just that one caption that could really make or break a core.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly like to speak a little bit about troopers right now, just because they're a pretty solid 11th in percussion, and the only other sub-caption that they have that's even in finals range right now is their visual analysis their achievements not even there so that's really interesting for me to see yeah
1: that. and you know when i um as much of a numbers gear as i am i get a chance to kind of dig into these some into these numbers and take a look and see where cores are doing well and uh, where where they might not be, and that kind of maybe you know gives me a little bit of a bias on like where to watch in particular shows. But you know, I saw uh, I saw Troopers really high percussion number coming into San Antonio today, and it's, so I said, all right, well I'm going to make it a point to to watch their drum line throughout the show, and, and they definitely did not disappoint. It's you know very much a strong section within the chords, very similar to to Colts and how. Uh, Colts' drum line is really driving that core as well, and um, yeah, just yeah. a very strong performance for them. And, and overall, too, it was it was awesome to see Troopers. I think um, definitely one of their strongest cores in a long time. Fourteenth uh, is a is a really good spot for them right now, and really hoping that they can continue yeah. to push down the stretch and maybe make uh, you know who knows maybe finals week they can kind of creep up and you know take another spot or two.
0: I I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see that. I mean, it's just wild thinking about just where they are relative to their last competitive season, back in twenty nineteen. Oh man, I mean, just think or just watching their show and thinking about how, how different it is, even or especially from a visual perspective. They or they grabbed uh Lindsay Shuler from Legends and she's or for their drill design. And she's definitely taken them a huge step up. Cause I mean, they were 18th overall with their star Trek show beyond boundaries. And it just, this is a whole different, entirely different core now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to see them too. Cause I think troopers is, you know, one of the cores over the years, they kind of struggle with, you know, obviously they're very historic core. They like to keep as much of their identity as they can. They have that kind of Western Americana, Feel to them, yep. and um, I think in in more recent years they they obviously wanted to adapt to the to the more recent style of drum corn and, and try to make sure they were kept up to date competitively, but also maybe lost a little bit of that identity. And uh, this year, I think, is just the perfect blend of going back to the identity I, I mentioned. I think on the blog and also on my Twitter that. The Ecstasy of Gold piece that they're playing this year is just an absolute perfect fit for them. I love that, mm-hmm. and the whole um, you know oil theme that they have going is 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 really cool and just I think really fits well to their identity and but also again keeping up with uh, the you know the the necessary trends needed to to uh, be competitive in today's DCI.
0: Absolutely, I think I think the trooper show that it reminds me most of is uh, back in twenty thirteen. They did the Magnificent Eleven, and that was a huge step forward from where they had been the past year with a steampunk Copeland show that honestly didn't really go over well. So the real question I think now is, can they build off of this? Because they they had some pretty solid shows in the mid two th- or in mid twenty tens, but they just for whatever reason, couldn't build off of it. Can this core build off of it? I don't know. I'd love to see it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure we get uh, give a few shout-outs to some other cores a little bit further down the Absolutely. score sheet. Music City is having, I believe, in a, a historic year placement-wise and probably score-wise. Um, I was really impressed with their performance today, thought it was leaps and bounds, especially last year. I know mm-hmm. last year was just... an very different year with the whole COVID situation, half a season sort of thing. But um, last year was a very small core for them this year. It seems leaps and bounds better. Uh, They have a very accessible program on the field Again, score wise placement wise doing very well.
0: Uh, Honestly, it feels a little bit like they're being underscored to me. I don't know. I just, just my eyes, just what I'm seeing, but I really like what they have, what they have going on in the field right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and Pacific Crest, too, I believe tonight was maybe the first night they broke 70. Um, could be wrong. But uh, Pat Crest has been kind of an, an interesting spot this year. They took a week off uh, between California shows. And then I believe this past Monday was their first time back making their way east to San Antonio. So So good to see them uh breaking that threshold if that number is true yeah. and then and then Genesis two Genesis just kicked off their season less than a week ago or maybe a maybe a week ago I believe it uh in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um I I was I was a little surprised. I thought Genesis would maybe be a little bit higher up uh based on where they had been scoring and placing, but um yeah I mean it's just top to bottom a lot of Interesting groupings. I think there's still a lot of competition left, still a lot of room for uh, scores to move up and down for sure. I mean, I know people people won't like to hear this. I think Blue Devils is probably the lock for one, like I said earlier. Um, yep. I would say Vanguard is, is kind of a comfortable fifth right now, uh, just based on where they're scoring. You know, they're about 1.2 behind blue coats they might catch blue coats but then they're a comfortable 2.7 ahead of cadets so i think vanguard is a comfortable fifth right now but then everything else is just man it's it's really up for grabs like yeah these these next 3 weeks could you know could be a lot of shake up left
0: i mean talking about some of those top cores i was talking on the blog a little bit to someone who had, it was wondering what our top three is i currently i really think that blue coats have the highest ceiling out of that boston carolina coats uh, grouping but at the same time carolina crown has a heck of a core they're doing some they're just performing the heck out of that show that quite frankly i think is i, I think that show could be a lot better but they are what they are putting out there, they're putting out real well. So that's really interesting to see.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, the other thing I thought of earlier tonight too was just, we're still three weeks out. I mean, this is about the time of year that everyone starts rewriting huge chunk of shows Mm -hmm. if they haven't already. I mean, I'm sure a lot of cores have rewritten uh, chunks already, but then you talk about closers getting, getting rewritten Um, obviously Atlanta, even though the, the big Atlanta regional isn't exactly happening this year, that tends to be the time of year that cores kind of put out their final product uh, for the end of the season. Um, it was interesting to see, uh, Bluecoats, I believe debuted a new closer sometime this week, which was a little interesting to see them do that this early, but who knows they might, uh, still have something in the works. I think, um, you know, crown crown was actually interesting too. Crown tends to save their big crown set for the end of the season. They debuted that mm-hmm. very early season, so who knows? I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting if they kept that closer in for for the rest of the season. But um, yeah, just a lot of cores still have uh, probably a lot of changes to make, a lot of uh, cleaning still left to do. So yeah, just a lot of potential still out there
0: yeah and i mean you gotta think that right now the big winner tonight has got to be boston with being able to get at least at least a little bit of a lead on crown with what's going on right now and being or and being able to do that well despite the fact that there haven't really been a ton of rewrites for them I mean, they ch- They cut out of a chunk, a chunk of one of their movements, but that's really about it. I think there's more to come there too, which is I'm really excited to see.
1: Yeah, yeah. In Boston, I mean, Boston overall has just impressed me since day one. I mean, when I saw them season opener, uh, the the <clears throat> Detroit webcast that was, uh, I could kind of tell day one that man they're going to be a top three, and they have not let up since. So, um, yeah. Again, just. Going back to I think point point one that we first started talking about is Boston being the big uh upset and surprise tonight. Kudos
0: to them. Absolutely. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I did march there. I'm really proud of what they're doing. So I gotta I gotta admit that off the or right here. But <laughs> at the same time, I think that they are really primed to do really well. I mean their guards killing it as always. They're currently, they won guard today. They got highest content, second, but second achievement, but overall they, they won guard. I mean, they're overperforming their visual proficiency, which is again, interesting to see when they haven't really had a ton of significant rewrites yet. And then they're, they're right up there real close to crown and brass, which is impressive as all get out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just the, the leaps and bounds that core has made since the whole revamp in 2017, you know, 2016, they, they had yep. that rough year, barely made finals and 2017 said, all right, we have all this money to throw around new staff to hire. And it's just been uh, kind of placement growth every season since. And, uh, I think you're you're finally starting to see everything pay off for them, and um, you know who knows it it might be next year, two years, uh, that we talk about Boston being in in contention for number one. So,
0: I mean, I remember when I was there, they talked about rebranding BAC to be mean build a, or building a champion. So, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to see that actually happen, but who's to say? Yeah. Um, let's take a look. I do want to give a quick shout out over to our friends on the East coast. That is Jersey surf. Um, uh, they took a good chunk of their tour off this year, or this year, they are doing sort of the open class deal where they take a little chunk off mid tour, saves a little bit of money, takes care of some maybe younger members a lot or a lot better than just kind of pushing them into doing a whole full world-class tour. And they had a nice solid jump of about six points from their last show to this show. So I think that they're doing a great job by taking care of their members and doing what they need to do to at least stay competitive with the Genesis's and Pat crests of the world. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I haven't had a chance to see Jersey surf this year yet. I heard it's a very entertaining show. I heard it's, maybe kind of in the same area as the famous 2012 uh, Bridgman tribute show in terms of entertainment value. So it's really cool to see them doing well again and, and hopefully competitive. And then even looking into open class scores at that show too, I think Spartans it's been the, today was their first time back out in maybe two weeks. Um, So they had a very nice 70 uh, Southwind making the trip up to that show as well. And then, uh 7th regiment and raiders too i believe both have not performed in a few weeks so good to see them back out again and back into the mix and pretty soon we'll be talking about uh you know the open class tour starting up they they typically do those you know that week and a half two weeks before leading up to the finals so that's that's right around the corner we'll we'll kind of get to see <coughs> excuse me a better comparison uh, between between all those cores, and especially once, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those or those those West Coast cores start to make their their way east, and we get to see some head to head matchups. Uh, I know Spartans versus BDB versus SV, SCVC, <laughs> and Gold. Um, those will all be, uh, some some good matchups to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Looking at some of the recaps from this past week, especially, I was personally really surprised to see SCVC coming out on top in some of those shows. They they've been consistently placing what a point or a point and a half behind BDB and gold. And now they just popped up after their little after their little break in California, and they're on top. So it's really I'm really interested to see that kind of continue into the end of the season
1: yeah and same thing here um i thought i had heard that scvc had maybe had not had their full show in the field earlier in the season and that could have been why they were not scoring as high but yeah it's that entire west coast uh grouping in open class has been really interesting to follow uh gold for sure was uh placed uh first a couple times earlier in the season. And like we just said, uh S C V C uh you know, uh came back up against uh on top of uh Blue Devils B. But Blue Devils B historically has been really great down the stretch as well. So, you know, who knows in this, in these final three weeks, it could be anyone's game in, in open class.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see that. I mean, as much as I did love watching Spartans just do amazing things on the field back in 2019, there didn't ever really feel like a ton of competition there. So having a little bit more competitive, a little bit more head-to-head is real going real going to be fun, I think. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, what else made... caught your eye?
1: Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah, I think good. we maybe lost Aaron to the, the boonies of Texas. I don't know. If I think jump we back did. On. But, um, yeah, I think overall, I mean, it was just a fantastic night. uh It was really cool to see. I thought probably almost every core had their best performance of the season to date. And that was just really cool. I think the members really bought into the whole San Antonio hype, performing in a dome. It's a big regional uh, sometimes that can scare members. It you know the bigger show, the bigger venue, just makes them kind of back off. I thought that was the opposite tonight. Um, and especially like yeah. right before the the dinner, the uh the dinner intermission where Troopers, Madison, Music City, uh Colts Academy. There was just so many great performances there. Uh, very entertaining yep. and. You know, sometimes you don't even see the crowd as full then because, you know, folks are checking out the lots or they're just getting to the stadium late, but it seemed like crowds were very engaged, a lot of people were there, and again, it was just really neat to see uh, all those cores throw down and have great shows.
0: Yeah. I think that there was a ton of great shows tonight. Um, I will say things did feel a little bit weird at times during the Bluecoats, but Hey, that show is first of all that show is supposed to feel a little bit weird, absolutely. And I, second of all, I really look if I really look forward to seeing what their run is going to be like on running on all cylinders. I know they've had some troubles with some with some members not being able to perform for a variety of reasons, but I'm really excited to see them back full, ready to go. Hopefully in Atlanta, because honestly, I think that gap with Crown is going to shrink.
1: Yeah, and uh yeah, I mean I think that's the biggest key down in the stretch too is like you said, just keeping everyone healthy and uh kind of secluded. Uh obviously we've seen Cavaliers and Phantom miss a few shows and hopefully we don't see that for the rest of the season. But um yeah, the the other interesting thing is I believe tonight was the last dome until finals. So um yep. for any of you brass folks, and, and percussion for that matter, you all know that playing in a dome is very different at times uh, from playing outside and that atmosphere they won't be able to replicate again until finals so hopefully the the members remember this performance for the next three weeks and um, I know these days too, the, the audio production being a big part of that as well uh, hopefully those that team For each core got that side locked in and um yeah we'll just uh man this this season is going by fast three weeks from now we'll be be talking about finals which is crazy to think about
0: absolutely but i mean it's really great to see everyone out there and even doing the thing much less the high level performances that we're getting this year so i'm really excited for the next few weeks to see how this goes um is there anything else that you have on your mind that you would uh, like to say your piece about?
1: No, I like again, it was just a fantastic night. Um, the really cool thing about this is DCI is still in Texas for the next few days. I think there's a show, uh, maybe two shows actually in the Dallas area on Monday and Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually they'll start making their way east. Like we said, Atlanta is not the normal Atlanta. Uh, they're splitting that up into... A smaller show at the old Turner Field, and then some cores are also going up to Winston-Salem uh, for Crown's show there, and then we all know two weeks from now is is the big Allentown Regional, but that again is, is split between two nights. So tonight was really, with the exception of Surf being there, obviously it was the only night until finals that we'll get pretty much every open or excuse me, every world-class core under the same roof, under the same panel until finals. So this was a big night in that regards. And uh, yeah, again, just really interested to see how the rest of the season shakes shakes out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, honestly, I'm just really happy to see some really, really good high level drunk core out there right now. And, we're still a few weeks away from finals, so it's just gonna get better from here. Um, you wanna you wanna promo your Twitter account and your Red account account and all your uh all your dashboard and all that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my Twitter account is still relatively new. It is at band underscore scores. Uh, I also go by Marching Arts by the numbers. Um, my Twitter excuse me, my Reddit handle is uh, users slash marchingartsbtn. And yeah, uh, basically this season I have been tracking scores and recaps and rankings and all the fun number crunching stuff throughout the season. I have a huge uh, dashboard that I've built in Google Data Studio that is free and accessible online where you can go through and check out scores, rankings, trends, all the fun, nerdy number stuff. And then I also actually wrote uh, some Twitter bots that, uh, well, one of them is working really well. (laughs) The other one is not. Uh, The one that is working well is, uh, is a schedule bot that posts in real time cores as they perform. The one that I'm still kinda of working at the bugs for is a bot that posts scores the moment they're posted DCI. So that one's a little bit been a little bit trickier to, to work out, but hopefully by the end of the season I'll get that one fired up and running. But yeah, just a lot of fun, nerdy projects I've been working on this summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And I mean I'm just gonna speak for that 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 buggy bot where there's uh at least one show this season so far where it beat out the uh, announcers for the top couple groups so yep.
1: that's all that's always fun to hear <laughs> yeah so hopefully hopefully we'll get that going i think um if any of you techie folks understand it's i think the biggest issue has been just sometimes folks logging onto dci's website kind of bogs down slows down the website and messes <laughs> with this stuff that i'm doing so i'm like get out of here i need to scrape my scores <laughs> But uh, hopefully we'll get that up and going. And, um, yeah, you know, make sure, too, we have a lot of great work on General Effect Media's website. Uh, Matt's been doing a lot of great work there, too. Uh, We've posted quite a bit of content there this week, just stuff about San Antonio. I know you posted a piece during uh, intermission earlier today with an explanation about recaps. Yep. And... Yeah, so just a lot of great stuff we have up
0: there. Yeah, I just actually finished a piece that I've been working for the past few weeks on. uh, Talked to a few different core directors about the COVID situation that they'd been dealing with. So that was something that I'm real proud of that came out, just how the cores are dealing with it, how they're moving through it, Uh, because unfortunately, as we've seen by some of the holes tonight, we're not through this. So, I mean... We all, we've all we been knowing that, but at the same time, it's still something that's kind of looming over our heads. So, hopefully, a lot of the cores are doing the right things to stay, stay, stay safe and stay healthy, but I put out a piece on that. Um, I do have a – or I put out the piece that you were saying earlier as a little bit of a recap about the recaps. It's been – last time we had uh, scores was 2019, so – not only are some of us were a little rusty on exactly what each of the captions entails, but we have a bunch of new fans that haven't seen a DCI score sheet before this year. So what the heck is the difference between visual proficiency and visual analysis? Right? So I did that to kind of break that down for them. We do have, a. am really excited about it. We do potentially have a nice, really detailed in-depth breakdown of each of those coming out at the or during finals week by a staff member, or a former staff member for a core or for a top twelve core that's been there for a few years and she's real smart and I'm real excited about seeing that. Uh, I will promo a little bit. I do have a piece coming out this coming week uh, that's gonna be all about all of the heat specific challenges faced by a lot of cores because that's been a huge talking point right here recently about the Texas tour, especially, but I think it's going to be pretty significant for the swap tour coming up too. So that's been a big deal. And then last but not least, I'm going to promo my own Twitter account that I post a or I post a lot of the gem stuff. I very occasionally post a few dad jokes and I'm trying to build that one up a little bit. Um, that's going to be at sat night, And then lights, lights spelled like L-I-T-E-S. Follow me. You're going to get a lot of the same ridiculous stuff that you'd see on the gem. But also, hopefully, you're going to get a little bit more humor in your life. And I'm going to add a little bit more commentary here and there. So, yeah. I think that's going to be the wrap for our first episode of Bring It In. Which is going to be something that we're going to try and do every single week after a major regional after finals hopefully we'll do it after prelims and semis too and then also i think we're going to look towards doing this in the fall so thanks y'all for hanging around thanks for sticking around and come on and join us on twitter spaces after every significant DCI or BOA show on general effect media thanks and have a good one everyone thanks everyone Bring It In is brought to you by General Effect Media. Produced, directed, and hosted by Matthew Carstensen and mixed and edited by Mike Bishop.